4: Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast, with your host Terry Nasty, Shetameyer, and former Philadelphia Flyer enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off.
2: All right, welcome back. What's happening, nasty? What's
4: up, Regarelia? Found you. Found me. <laughs> You're in the terradome there. <laughs> it looked Pterodome. like Mad Max, Tina Turner there running around singing a song. Something like that. You <laughs> don't even know what I'm talking. You're too young. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. how was your trip? Huh? Uh, I was you got pretty stuck good. in the muds. Got
2: stuck in the desert <laughs> a couple times, two I separate times.
4: I lose my mind. <laughs> Got stuck out there.
2: Yeah, no, it was actually uh, an amazing experience outside of the the elements there that eventually came and looked pretty through cool some watching. first world adversity at us. But I'll it tell was you what, fun, I'm,
4: I'm wondering. Like I saw some of the videos, you know, you sent me, and uh, do you think there was anyone that were or, like were sober? Probably well, not. Because I saw a lot of <laughs> lights, and I'm just thinking the <laughs> the whole mushroom and and maybe other things were involved. Yeah. Not with you, but... <laughs> yeah, of course not.
2: I was, no, it was. There might have been some some there, activity. I didn't I've there.
4: been I've been seeing these videos on Instagram with, with these people like dancing like out of control because oh, yeah. their obviously mind is on something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just waiting for one of those where this guys just like Shaking, the exactly fastest me, dance yeah. you've ever seen it makes me laugh when I see those. But anyway, I'm glad you made it back out of the mud.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was quite the experience, now, So I think you should uh make the trek next year and
4: I'm not good in the desert. No. Yeah. I'm not you look like a desert a type of guy. electricity.
2: Well, yeah, we had some. Of you that. had
4: it a little bit. But did. I need like can I watch Sports Center at night? Like as I'm shutting her down, or
2: you you probably could tr- turn that on. Well, I find can do it Find on my a couple phone, channels actually. there too. No, there's no reception. There's no reception. No. is that
4: why our messages weren't getting through? 100. percent Hey, we've why. got people in studio <laughs> waiting, and where are you? You're stuck in the mud.
2: I was stuck on my bike cruising the playa. <laughs> you were
4: cruising around.
2: Yeah, it was uh, It was quite the. Uh, Quite the event, nasty. Yes, uh, yeah, it looked, sure.
4: really looked really cool, honestly.
2: Yeah, so we're well, back. I'm glad we're to have back. you back. Rookie season camp's is rolling. Really Camp really is, starting. Yeah, we're, we're back officially. There's yeah. No more of this putting around and waiting oh, for you to wake nice up. for and, a little vacay, though. Yeah, it was, yeah. Need a little break. Not a whole lot going on in the off
4: recharge the batteries a little bit. you oh, yeah. No download the earth. That's it. You do that a lot. Oh, I
2: do that every day.
4: We got to do it. We got uh, <laughs> two guys in... In the studio today, that both need haircuts and a shave. Let's make it three. One, two, three. The triumvirate.
2: What's wrong with this bad boy? You
4: guys need to clean it up. Think so? I don't know. I'm just saying. Let's get a poll. Like Let's, Let's get a.
2: Let's get a poll going.
4: We should. Do you guys got to pose? I get to take the pecky. <laughs> Debo, they're coming after you right away. The chicks love that baby face. You got to shave that, man. Let's we'll do a dude at that party. There was like 18 chicks lined up for a picture with Deebs, and they wanted the baby face. Get back to the baby face,
2: the baby face assassin. Awesome.
4: He is this guy is the <laughs> quiet killer, baby. You're like, you look like Aaron Asham over there. If you if you shave it up, you and Ash they look like brothers. Yeah, That's
2: right. Ash, he was in a you're the baby a little tougher assassin. than
4: Ash, but definitely better looking. <laughs> I mean, when you have that many checks coming, yeah, I love it. He ain't said a word. I just said all that. He didn't say one word. He was taking
2: thing. it in. He's like, yeah, you're He's right. Like, He's like, like, yeah, you're right. I wish right. you guys
4: could see him. He's just like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Not a big deal. We got Hey, you. hockey.
2: Hockey, what's going on?
4: What, what do you think about the Columbus Blue Jackets? And how are they going to make up <laughs> Poor Babs, start. Hey?
2: Tough start <laughs> <laughs> to the org.
4: What start? <laughs> didn't tough start to did training. Get a start?
2: They didn't even get training camp going. Maybe oh rookie camp there. Oh my god. Yeah, that's uh that was unexpected. I didn't see that one
0: coming.
4: You didn't? I didn't no, know. I, mean, I thought there was going to be, gonna be some I didn't think I didn't think he could change you know, like I really didn't think, like, did you change think the for, change for the chance? worse or Wait, it sounds like he may, well, it sounds like he's done this before well, with the pick, Has a
2: coach ever been fired before he started? Has that ever happened?
4: Ooh, that's a great point. I'm surprised baller. Didn't I mean, that's that. like,
2: that's impressive.
4: That's hard it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. There's
2: only a few things you can do for that to happen. Man,
4: like, you know, it's funny because you, you hear Boone when he talked about it, Boone Jenner, um, he made it seem like it really wasn't that big a deal. But then I guess some of the kids were like, it wasn't oh, I all mean, your family. It was like, just well, yeah, the
2: phone. I'm sure each individual player was, different. was a different situation. I mean, some, maybe some guys, he didn't even ask for the phone, but maybe for, for some of the younger guys, it was a little bit more intrusive. And maybe for Boone, it was maybe more respectful and yeah. let me see some wedding pics, But like, uh, if it is well it's, it sounds like it's truthful i mean some yeah. of, some of these allegations for yes. sure it wouldn't have it wouldn't have gone the way it did if it hadn't been truthful at least some of them um like it, it's 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 wrong i mean that's that's yeah, fucked up i mean I do, like, we, really need, crossing that do line. we
4: really need to do that to coach a hockey team i mean let's well, just showing, why, how about just, just sit down and tell me about your family tell Well
2: that's me it right them. it just shows you that he really hasn't evolved and it's still that fear-based coaching it's that bullying and 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 just yeah, just dictatorship a bit, right? I mean, because yeah. like, what are you looking for? Like, you mean, is 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 it something to hold over the player's head down the road? Yeah, you know, Is yeah, it, it rent That's
4: actually a great. I don't think anyone else said that. That's. that's I mean, what a, like
2: what is the purpose yeah. of that? Yeah, you can you can learn a lot about someone's phone. Yeah, but there's also a privacy yeah. you know, component to this. But then, like, what, forbid, if you they, find they, something, and then what? Like, the player shoots the bed two months down the road. Exactly. Like,
3: can you
4: imagine if they pulled yours up? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, a lot We're of buds, jail time. Yeah, right. We're talking <laughs> jail time, boys. I'm kidding, but yeah, it just um, why start that way?
2: Ah, uh, I don't know. So that was why was start un- that way unnecessary, but yeah, I mean, I, I expected this for some shenanigans to arise, like yeah, they always do. Just not that quick. Just not not that quick and not that aggressive before we even started training camp. Oh man, but yeah, that uh, that thing got carried away pretty quickly. It makes
4: it makes me laugh listening to our our good buddy Kami. Oh yeah, like. I mean, what happened to him though? Like, could you can you blame him for not ever like forgiving him or whatever? I don't know if that's even the word, but like, when you mess with someone like that, yeah. You, but there was warnings, man. I mean, and you could say you've changed all you want, but then you you walk right in and start. And we had heard a couple stories, but people can't can't really put the name out there. But that he kind of started with the coaches a little bit, like it's yeah. my way or you know that's from what we heard from pretty good sources, but, uh, oh, well, yeah. He's gone and, uh, he stepped down himself. Yeah.
2: Well, I was forced to, right. I mean, but you know, taking a step further, it's like with the rap he has and, you know, the complaints that have come out from different teams and players and all the good coaches that are available, like why, why Babs? Like, you know, like, is there not a newer age, more progressive, better character guy you could pluck? Right, yeah. I don't know. Well, man. it like, sounds
4: like the players are, are happy with Pascal Vincent mm-hmm. uh, being named that guy. And, and someone had uh, told me yesterday on the phone um, with their organization that he had been passed over a couple times. Mm. So, um, you know, he stuck around, and, and, and now he's he's got the job. And, you know, hopefully they have a good start for him because it's – you know, like I saw Biz talking last night too. I think it was Biz. Just just leave the players alone now. This is over. Let them start camp. Exactly. I mean, it's tough to do that because it's pretty big news. Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, didn't last long. We need to get to see a game.
0: Just a little bump in the road. A little bump.
4: A little bump. See, <laughs> <Yeah, you, laughs> where's, yeah, right. where's Fro? Where's <laughs> Fro? Whose uh,
0: Columbus career was better, Babs or Jeff Carter?
4: Well, chess was longer. <laughs> he he played games. <laughs> he dipped the <a> toe in. <laughs> he dipped the toe, and he didn't like the the temperature. It yeah. was too hot. In Babs the hot
2: didn't tub. get into the water. Yeah. No, he
4: didn't. Yeah. He didn't get the robe off. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> down to the speedo. he didn't even get his feet in there. So, uh, oh man. Anyway, well, it's yeah. a you know, it's, it's a shame. shame. Yeah, it is a shame. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Like,
2: just such unnecessary stuff, but. Um. Life goes on.
4: Life goes on, and in um, St. Louis.
2: Oh yeah, good friend Shinner. of ours,
4: uh, Mr. Braden Shin, named captain. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. He deserves congrats, that. Shinner. Deserving, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of called it. Not a big, you know, like mm-hmm. we kind of called it. I talked to Chief yesterday too, and he was really excited about it. You yeah, know, for Shinner, he loved. You know, we we know he loves Braden. Yeah, um, couldn't. I don't think you could have got a better guy for it. I, mean, I Kind of brings everything to the table for your team and. Just a great, great human being, great family. His yeah. brother too. His fa- whole family, um, awesome people. So yeah. it was kind of cool to see.
2: Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Power forward. Good. Brings all the elements. Good character yeah. guy. Yeah. So he brought up. Not surprise. He
4: uh, he did an interview yesterday. He was on the network NHL network yesterday, and he was like they were asking about people that you know he kind of looked up to, and it was obviously like Pronger, G, Chemo, team and I thought it was cool. He named Chemo, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously there's been guys like. Uh, you know, in St. Louis that he's that he's looked up to as well. Sure. Um, so, anyway, congrats, Center man, mm-hmm. Awesome. Well-deserved. Uh, yeah. Oh, Chief was happy about it as yeah. well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's see what looked good on him.
4: Yep. What else you got there, Yogs? 35th year. Can you believe that? Pretty impressive, man.
2: Going strong.
4: Pretty impressive, yeah. Playing for his team. I'm assuming I guess he's the coach too. <laughs> I don't know. GM <laughs> Mar- <laughs> owner <laughs> marketing guru, Jackie Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Moon. No 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 bear wrestling no. No. <laughs> I don't think anyway. Um Why but not? man, it's impressive. Yogs, he's just keeps going. Yeah. It's interesting it'll be interesting to see his numbers over there because it is the top league, right? Like mm-hmm. it's uh but the fact that he's still playing it's crazy. But he's in shape.
2: He may as well keep riding it, you know. I've Why heard not? him talk about it before. He's like he's he's married to the game, and he'll keep playing as long as he physically can, and yeah. he, knowing that eventually will come to an end. You know, he's like he's like a, he's like a kid, right? I mean, he's like you're playing the games, you love it, and yeah, getting paid and living the life, man. Why not?
4: God, it's crazy. It's yeah, unbelievable. good
2: for him. And what else we got? Nas? we
4: uh, well, with Keith Jones. Being named the president of the Flyers, they needed to fill in the role for TV, and they did that with our good friend Brian Boucher.
2: Yeah, Boucher, we got to get him back on. Yep, we gotta on. Uh, yeah, we got to get him
4: on. Congrats, Boucher. Congrats Bush. to him. He does, yeah. really uh, he does a really good job. He does a really yeah. good job. Obviously, he was doing a great job with NBC and uh, ESPN and all of that. Uh, so it's good to snag him. I don't know if he'll still do games. I'm like, not really sure how that works because Jonesy would do games. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure he might still uh do some other teams, I'm sure uh, other does. games. But uh congrats to Boo. She mm-hmm. does a great job. Was able to see him a couple of weeks ago at the Phantoms thing. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Still still looks good in shape.
2: Doing funny a great as hell, job. yeah.
4: Yeah, funny. Goddess he's funny. I wish he could I wish he could really <laughs> be Boo when he's on there. Yeah, but I mean someone, he's you know, he's a professional. Yeah, he's a, he's professional. a
2: professional. For sure. And And the boys are back, right? It's on. Rookie camp's a wrap, and main camp is officially on.
4: Baller went to a a preseason game. How'd that go, Baller? Uh, Not great.
0: Um, The Rangers kind of bullied them in (laughs) both games, and I think a lot of the forwards who you're hoping can push for a lineup spot, uh, they didn't really perform at their best or expected, but, you know, knocking the rust off yet, possible. Yeah. Rocking the rust off, so we'll see. That's cool.
2: Well, they got camp a few preseason games to, to yeah. make up for those games. I'm yeah, sure for sure not for a whole sure. lot of stock in those rookie games, but just seeing what unless they got.
4: you're Bedard and you bury five, and that's all everybody's talking about. Ma, not bad. He doesn't have a muffin for a shot
2: his release kind of looks like here <laughs> <laughs> kind looks like yours, nas off the wing pulling pull it does. a foot in yeah. and snapping it I just snap the thing you yeah. know Like oh. see what happens it's not bad he, uh, might, yeah. he might score 60
4: this year he, he uh, well listen I'm going on that bet you and I made off uh, air here you're, you're thinking he's not going to get 20 I'm saying he's going <laughs> over 20 for, for 500 Debo you heard that right you we were
2: saying the over under has got to be 40 not 30 his, you, no you said Crosby 20. Had 30 you said 20 I never said 20 yeah you said that 39, and Dubechkin yeah. had 52 his first year, so he, the the, the over under has to be 40. I would say closer to 50. but... You think he's going to score 50. He, he score over 40. What? Yes. You think so? Do you see that shot? Now? Mark, you th- shoot anywhere and, and probably score over.
4: I'm not saying, obviously, he can, but like it's a little bit different game.
2: Oh, it is, for sure. 40 a lot. But he is. In that same bracket, that caliber as Crosby and Ovechkin, and you know, the list off those of yeah, first first round
4: sh- picks that have performed. All right, well, this is great. Well, so we right. have our first bet where you said he wouldn't get twenty. I'm taking that well, one. You, now you're going forty on the show. So the forty on the show is what okay. you can go with. <laughs> okay, but That's I'm going with the That's twenty bet that we had off air.
2: He'll get that before Christmas. So, no. Oh
4: my God! <laughs> I he might.
2: He'll play top we'll line see. with a couple <laughs> yeah, he good is. players. You hopefully get a little help. Have
4: pairs out there with him, like yeah. clearing space, clearing space, chopping guys. Don't come he needs there. To this be ripping kid. pucks
0: in the slot. Everyone will go in. Probably. Yeah. Now yeah. oh, yeah. he
4: can shoot the puck, man.
0: It's yeah. insane. I oh. think we're ready to rock. Your we ass. do actually have a little breaking news.
2: Oh, breaking news! And breaking
0: news. Um. Well, first, Brad Marchand was just named captain of the Bruins. Oh. Right. But also, the Flyers just announced their promotional schedule for the season. And they announced that on January 6th against the Calgary Flames, they will host an Ed Snyder legacy game. Yeah.
2: Appreciate the news, baller. Look at that. Real time.
4: That's real time stuff, boys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's
4: real time. That's real time stuff.
2: <laughs> You're not going to get anywhere else, here. You're not
4: getting that anywhere else, Debo, eh? Debo's writing his shit down. Look at him.
2: Well, we're ready to rock your NAS. Let's do it. 126. With our boy. RJ Umberger. Cheesy, let's Cheesy, go. let's go welcome back i'm riley cote
4: and i'm derek settlemeyer and this week we're very excited to have a good friend on the show a former first round pick rick 16th overall by the vancouver canucks Mm -hmm. luckily ended up here with us in philly currently in columbus where he spent a lot of time let's please welcome mr rj umberger cheesy what is up my friend
1: hey guys how you doing uh, thanks for having me hey just want to congratulate you guys on the success of the podcast it's been great man
4: oh thank, thank you, you man thank you so fun. much it's Appreciate been a
2: lot of fun on. so what's going on it's been yeah, a while
1: you... it's been a minute <laughs> yeah yeah no it's been a while it's uh time flies it's, it's hard to believe but uh you know just enjoying life uh with the kids and the family man it's uh it's been a whirlwind you know just fortunate to be lucky to uh enjoy every aspect of them growing up their sports and, and just being a dad. So, you know, I'm loving it right now. It's,
4: uh, it's amazing. It's, it's so much fun. I mean, I've, i I miss, I miss what I used to do, but not like I thought I would, uh, because I'm getting to be with Elvis and watch him now, you know, try to become an athlete and have fun and put him on a school bus and you just can't you know, it's just some things just start, don't equal up to that. It's it's uh it's a lot of fun. So I hear what you're saying. And you have a sick pool, which I want to come do some donks All he's got the sickest oh, basketball. Yeah? I got a great basketball goal in my pool, cheesy, but yours is like in the cement, so you can hang on that thing. <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah, the setup in our backyard is pretty good. Uh, It it definitely helps with uh, passing time. Uh, It's the one thing probably, and we built this house here. uh, I think we built it back when my my last year there in Philly. So um, we were super excited about the backyard. That's kind of where we spend most of our time and have some pool parties. And the kids invite all their sports teams over and, we have a good old time in this backyard, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, so it's so cool. Certainly helps keep the kids occupied. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, we that's
1: kind of you know, the, the kids are going to do their things, man. We kind of want them at our house so kind of we can see what they're up to and make that's sure smart. they're safe. Exactly.
4: That's smart, especially when you're dealing with mine, Elvis, because yeah. I this kid there's something wrong with him.
2: You have to build like, a
4: cage. <laughs> I need a cage in the backyard for this guy, but um. Cheesy. So, uh, we were kind of going back and forth. Uh, I, I saw a picture. I was telling Riles, I i saw a great, uh, at the Pittsburgh Penguins new practice facility. Well, I think it's been there a while, but they have this wall of players that are from uh, Pittsburgh that made it to the NHL and played. And, um, RJ was on there. So I was like, oh my God, I got to take a selfie with RJ, even though I'd <laughs> seen a... him. So I sent it we started chit chatting. But you're coaching now, eh? 18U and 16U teams?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm dabbling in a little bit of coaching. Um, I coach my son's team also. He's 10U uh, house hockey. So I've been doing that for about four or five years. But, uh, yeah, I also do 16U and 18U here in Ohio. We call it pre-post. Um, so it's a pre uh, pre-season and, and post-season team. We're not allowed to do, um, both high school hockey and travel hockey, any kind of full season USA hockey team at the same time. So, um, these are kids that play in the, the local high school hockey here in, in Ohio. And then, um, that doesn't start up in November. So they're allowed to play in kind of a, a, a travel team, so to say, um, double a for a um, couple months, you know, before and after. And that's what we do. We put this team together and, um, and, and go to four or five tournaments and play 20 post, uh, 20 plus games and, and have about 20, 25 hours of practice. And then they get to go off to their high school season and, and everything. So we, we also compete for, um, National championship, which we try to. So there's the end of the season when their high school is over, we can come back together and then play in like a state tourney in which we play against like the full season teams and the the winners would go to uh, Tier 2 Nationals. So it's fun. It gives those, like, these guys uh, something else that just want a little bit more than high school. And there's some good players, some good kids, and uh, I enjoy I enjoy coaching at that level. Nice. Wow, and that, awesome.
2: It sounds like it's not like well, it's commitment, but it's not like full schedule commitment where you're you're locked in the coach's office for a full season, right? Is that kind of a little, little more space, or, or is it yeah, still pretty I, heavy.
1: That's exactly it. So it's yeah. um, you know I, I run it so I could pretty much um, you know make up my schedule and, and do it on my time. I do it around my kids, uh, you know, soccer games and whatnot. And nice, you know, it it, it allows me, it gets me involved it gets me something to do something to look forward to you know the competitive edge there coaching and um able to to work with some players and see the, the feedback and everything that they it, it's great and like you said it's not full season so like when october start or november starts um you know i go and coach my son's team and, and it allows me to be there for him full uh, full uh time so nice.
4: i i would be sneak i would be fine in this rank no one knows about and I sneak sneaking practices in so I get to the national championship <laughs> I'm kidding no it sounds cool man because uh hockey's such a commitment obviously you know that growing up playing and uh rigs obviously you but my son like I n- I never knew how much of a commitment it was the early early mornings like early mornings oh yeah and you know like we were in Rochester a couple weeks ago played six they played six games. You know, um, in three days, they come home and a full on pr- three practices during the week. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A private. Oh, you yeah. know, he's a goalie. Cheesy. He's a goalie, man. What yeah. am I going to do? You know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. What's wrong with you? Let Hexy. Him that, I know. Dude. Well, Hexy it's told so me. Uh, Hexy, Hexy told me when Elvis was like four or five. He's like, just fire one of those outdoor hockey balls right off his forehead tonight. He'll never That's do it again. And I'm like, weird. dude, he's like four. He goes, Yeah, but he'll never want to play goalie. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Still in the pipes. Maybe I should have done still it. Still in the but, pipes, yeah. But it's fun and it's it's a big commitment, like you said, uh, cheesy. So it's kind of cool how you guys work that out.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. These kids uh like six, seven years old, they start, um, they're going in the mornings every day before school. And yep. these kids are living at the ranks more than I think we ever did. And, um, yeah. you know, I think that the, the level of committ- commitment, commitment you want is, is there for different, different, uh, as much as you want or as little as you want, but the, the kids that are putting in the time, it's just, they're so good nowadays. Like these kids are so skilled and, you know, from all the private lessons, the skating, the stick handling, the YouTube videos, these things, kids doing stuff at home. It's it's just a whole nother level. Yeah,
4: yeah it, it is. is.
2: It really is. Yeah, yeah but building off that, I mean, I, I always kind of, like, struggle with, like, you know, how, how OCD you have to become. Like, you know, we were kind of all OCD in our own ways, right? Like we were obsessed with hockey, and we loved to get on the ice, pond, or, you know, local rinks, whatever it was, like, any ice time. But I almost feel like it's gone to a whole nother level of, like, is, is this – Healthy, you know, for, the, for some of these kids. Like, I guess it's certainly better than like being on the streets or being in trouble and stuff like that. But like, my God, like these five, six, seven-year-old kids are like yeah. better skaters than, than, than and- I ever was, as a pro. And like, you know, like the amount of skill and, you know, video work and all you said the privates and the whole thing.
1: It's like, yeah, it's, I, I,
2: it's- that's crazy
1: it's a legit question to ask i mean it's it's it could be a problem uh, you know these kids are putting in so much time you worry about burnout you worry about injury you worry about just other aspects i mean i, I know i'm still a big proponent of playing multiple sports you know i still yeah. think the way to go like i that's what we did growing up that's what i did I, you know i i just i think it makes you a well-rounded athlete i think it teaches other lessons in life mm-hmm. you know, more friends you know it not everybody's going to make it, you know, to, to the highest level. So I think there's just important aspects that need to be looked at these kids, man, like they're like, at what point is it too much? You know, I, I think for some it's, um, you know, if they're truly enjoying it and that's really what they want to do and that's their first choice, you, you get some players that just love being at the rink so much that that's all they, they think about. They want to watch hockey and, and you know, nonstop at home. And if that's what they want to do and that's their passion, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell them no, but at the same time, it's, um, if it's being forced on any of these kids, it's, you know, it's, I don't think it's the right route.
4: Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with that. you. And we talk about this a lot. Uh, you know, it's the parent's passion yeah. for some of these kids. It's what, you know, and it is hard. Cause I, I, I wonder like for you, I was going to ask you, like you were a competitive guy, obviously played in the national hockey league. Um, as a coach do you are you able to like pull yourself back and you know like because i know sometimes with elvis like i'm not coaching him this year but like i'm anxious for him and i just i don't want him to know that i'm nervous because i don't want to make him nervous or feel like he's under pressure christ he's eight years old right like uh, just turned nine but how 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 do you go about that with coaching especially your son
1: yeah it's a it's a challenge i think uh, with the older kids um know since it's it's not a triple a level and it's you know it's and it's not a full season it helps that these guys are yeah they want to get better and they want to prepare for their high school season but it's not to the highest degree right and you know i'm there to make help them get them better but um you know and it's not a a crazy crazy commitment so it's a little bit easier in, in that regard and my son you know like so The one thing, he's not – he's more of a house player. He's not um, overly serious about kind of any sport. He plays a lot of sports. He likes it. But the the kid likes just being a kid. He likes playing Mm -hmm. video games and he likes – being on his iPad and he likes, you know, going outside and just different things like that. Right. Like, so he's not how I was growing up where I was just, I was that kid that couldn't stop. Right. I, whether it was baseball, hockey, I was, Hey dad, let's go, let's go practice. Let's go hit balls. Let's go. I'm going to go shoot in the driveway. as soon as I got home from school. He's not like that. And I, and I noticed that right from the get go. So for him, you know, it's about having fun, right? Like he, he just wants to go on the ice. He wants to have fun. He wants to be with other kids on the ice. It's, um, his passion for it is, is not the same as the other kids. So to treat him like that, it would be unfair. Right. So, um, you know, I've been, I've done a pretty good job at, you know, as a, as early on just recognizing it and just, um, being a dad for him more than to being a coach for him. I think he, he can, he says we're hockey buddies and that's, that's good enough for me. Right. He just yep. likes being there, being on the ice and, you know, I just, I just want to see him have fun.
2: Yeah, I was just saying, like how important what you just said is, you know, for parents to discern like where their child is at, like, and it's okay to not be fully committed. It's okay to just want to play hockey for the love of the game and just play and and having and having no pressure and just being able to to know where your child is at, you know. Because I think what we what you're you're alluding to, Nas, is like a lot of this pressure and the problem comes from the parents, and you're forcing them into this hole that. I mean, realistically, if you want to ever have a chance of playing at the highest level these days, like you, you almost have to choose hockey full-time like, as your primary sport at the age of five or six, it seems like, you know, like That's there's insane. no space for anything else. Um, but I, I think to preserve your child's mental health, like discerning, like where's your child at? Like, is this guy even want to be a, a pro or does he even want to attempt to be you know, an elite player? Um, I think that would solve a lot of problems and fully respect that. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of parents should – listen to that message honestly yeah. it's pretty important uh so Perfect.
1: appreciate yeah, that important as a parent to just be honest with what you know what the situation is i mean matthew my son matthew is never going to play at the highest level he just you know is not going to and and i'm okay with that and i'm just there to support him and make sure he has fun and you know i think it's you know as parents we shouldn't put pressure on our kids to to have to be especially as a ex-pro player like you know i think people assume that oh your son's probably pretty good he's gonna probably be he's gonna go to the nhl someday too you know it, you know it doesn't have to be that way like you know as ex-pros we don't need to put that pressure on our sons to to fill a certain you know idea for them
2: yeah yeah totally yeah, that's an important message for sure yeah. For sure. Well, good on you. Recognize that. Yeah, I think that's probably a struggle for a lot of former players too, right? When you have yeah. kids, you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, son, you know, you're doing this, and I'm gonna spend all this time to, to, to help you become the best player you can be," which is, it seems to be like a natural, a natural progression. But also recognizing if the, the child actually wants to do that or not is important yeah. too. So,
3: in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
2: Good stuff.
4: Moving on, guys. Yeah. Uh, so what we got. Yeah. So so you 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 play you play your college hockey at Ohio State University. Uh fucking good numbers too, Cheesy. Every year, all three years you were there. Um, what was that experience like for you? Um like coming out of the, the junior you were playing. I, I know you were playing the USA, but it says the knall. You played in the knall. Was that how did that work? Or the USHL as well?
1: Yeah, so that was the first couple years of the U.S. program. And back then, um, the 17-team, under-17-team, played in the North American League. And then the uh, under-18-team played in the USHL League. We played oh. a full schedule. And it wasn't until after I left that they adopted a the little bit of the college schedule for the older group. And then I honestly don't even know what it's at now, what they're playing in. But it, it changes um, all the time. But, you know, back then, it was you were part of those two leagues.
4: Yeah, I, s- I noticed that. Um... I noticed that because I'm actually working for a team here, at Philadelphia rebels in the North American hockey league. And I was like, oh man, they, they don't have that anymore. The obviously it was a while ago, but I just wondered how that worked with that. But that makes sense, I guess, you know, having the one in the null and then the USHL's the, you know, higher level, obviously it's the next level up best junior league in the U S anyway. So, um, but how was it playing at OSU, man? I must've been like, uh, I, obviously the football is huge, but you got a pretty good damn hockey program there.
1: Yeah, it, the hockey program is is really taken off and, and done good things in the past few years. Um, you know, when I went there in, in two thousand, um, you know, it was the the tension to to make this a, a program that just is every year one of the ones you're talking about. And um, we had some good players there and some some really good years. Uh, you know, guys like Dave Steckel, Ryan Kessler was there, Nate Ginnan was there. Um, you know, probably forgetting a bunch of guys, but I mean, we had you know Rod Pele played from New Jersey, you yeah. know, a bunch of pros there early on, and you know, we had some good years. And uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't uh, didn't win a national championship or anything. We went to the NCAA tournament a couple of years, but um, so many great memories. I think that's the the best part about it is that uh, the year I was there, I had eleven guys in my class, so my freshman class, so we were really tight. I had a lot of really good friends that I'm still in touch with today, and. Uh, a good amount of the Ohio State guys still live here in Columbus and they stay here. And, and that's one of the of many reasons why I chose to stay in Columbus to, to retire and live. And, um, you know, we have a, a good group of alumni to, to see each other, golf, hangouts, go to football games, uh, oh, get together know. with the hockey alumni. And, and those things are just it's important and a lot of fun. And um, I'm proud of where the program's heading right now. Um, you know the, the big Ten hockey that they they made uh, about seven eight nine years ago is has done great for the program and it's it's really made the the conference well and you know the play against minnesota and, and Michigan and it's it's a lot of fun it's, it's a good program right now
4: yeah that's awesome that'd be cool too going with a bunch of friends you you all went there and you go to the football obviously is a shit show yeah. the tailgate if you're tailgating anyway right it's just so much fun so
1: the football, the football years were unbelievable. So when I, I went on a few visits, right, the different schools and uh, like Notre Dame and and Michigan State and, and you know whatever, a couple other and 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 I went, I came to Ohio State for uh, a football, what was it, a, a visit, and it was a football Saturday and um, it happened to be a night game against UCLA. So like I went to the rink in the early morning, watched the guys, you know, practice, you know, headed over to one of the guys' house at like I don't know twelve o'clock and. You know, here we go. It started, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the, the fun and the shenanigans all began. And, you know, and just getting a taste of what this uh, football Saturday is like, hanging around the guys. And, you know, we go to the game for a little bit at night and, and go to a little party afterwards. And, you know, just I, I got up the next morning and I met for breakfast with uh, the assistant coach. And was like, yeah, it's a good time. You know, this is great. He, he gave me his spiel. And and I, I remember I called up Davey Pullen a couple of days later. I was supposed to go on a visit to Notre Dame. I said, uh, "Yeah, I'm not going to be coming on that visit." <laughs> <I>
4: just <yeah. laughs> just give, at least she did that for him, you know. Like, yeah, that's that's awesome. I can imagine you were you a little hungover having that meeting with the assistant coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, <100%. laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although when you're young like that, it's not as hard. To yeah, do yeah, you yeah. No. Recover it's, quicker. But for that's, sure. that's great, man. Well, that's that's actually great recruiting by us. Oh, yeah. Bring, bring the boys in on a when you know there's a home football game. Um, that's awesome. So, um, if you can cheesy, like, so you were, you're a first round pick, uh, taken by Vancouver, like I said earlier, um, what, what was the, what was like the process there? You ended up with us in Philly, obviously your first year being that lockout year, which was one of the best years of my life. Um, but can you kind of walk us through that?
1: Yeah, I'd say it's a bizarre process. Uh, I think probably not the way you want to start out your career, but, uh, you know, I did it anyway. So, well, so, you know, back then when you leave college, well, I was able to go back to school for a couple of years after I got drafted by Vancouver. And, you know, after my junior year, like I said, a pretty good year was ready to go. The coach had to stay was like, yeah, you're, you know, it's, it's time for you to move on. Vancouver was ready for me to move on. And, you know, we just, we couldn't negotiate anything. The Vancouver with Brian Burke, it just, it got really hardball. And, um, at that time it was, it was before they changed the CBA and, you know, rookies were getting the big, the big bonuses, the full rookie contract, you know, and, and um, it wasn't even about the money. Um, I think I was at the first round pick, you know, all the priority or the, it was established that pretty much that you got all the bonuses, the full contract and, and just what, how it was. Right. And, and, and they were just lowballing me. And, you know, so at first we're kind of like going back and forth and then, it got to the point where, like, they they started uh, discrediting my values, and you know, Berg started, um, you know, just taking some shots in the papers and the media's, and and it got personal at that point, and that's where kind of the negotiation changed, and um, you know, I sat there with my agents, and we had to make a decision: do we take their offer, and they you know, with their with the, you know, going after my character and and things like that, and or do we do we hold out and and Take the risk of um you know not playing hockey for a full year because being a, a college player you, you couldn't go back once you start negotiating you're done like, you're you couldn't done, go back to and then they also held your rights for the full year so i couldn't even go to europe to play i couldn't go do anything so we hmm. made the, the choice you know I, I think maybe we we thought maybe things would change they probably thought i wouldn't sit out the whole year and you know after a bunch of different failed attempts and you know them actually coming back with more you know worse offers when it was insulting that we just said hey we're gonna do it right and my agent at the time Mike Liu and Brian Lawton were, were really good and you know they they were they, they're completely accurate about everything they said that there's probably going to be a lockout the next season um you know they they were pretty certain and they said you know you'll have a chance to go play in the a for a year and you know catch up on that year that you missed and um you know you'll Wherever it is, you'll have the opportunity to, to get back to full speed and, and prove everybody wrong and then, you know, see what happens after that. So so in my eyes, I was like, okay, well, I don't really want to be sitting out, but um, all right, I'll just keep training. I'll get, you know, fired up more and I'll get myself stronger. I, I viewed it as I had an injury, but I didn't, right? Mm, Guys right. have injuries, knee injuries. They sit out a year and, and whatever, and um, I didn't have that. So I was just getting stronger. I was working out what i end up doing is i end up going uh and skating with the u.s program in michigan just practicing with them and and waiting till it came like the december 31st if i didn't have a a contract by december 31st it was pretty much like all right it's not going to happen so that happened i went back home and um and was just kind of just off ice for a while in in the new year and and uh, I don't know if you guys remember uh, the Bertuzzi, Ruzinski, or Bertuzzi um, incident with Colorado when he uh, he got suspended for the rest of the year for I think hitting more.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Right. yep, sure do. Yeah, so We're Vancouver had a back. good year.
1: That happened right before the deadline, and uh, so they had to make a move. They they end up trading my rights um, to the Rangers, and. Uh, they think they got like uh Martin Ruzinski or somebody for the deal and and whatever. So I, you know, now all of a sudden a trade deadline, I'm, I'm with the Rangers now and it's like, okay, well, you haven't been skating in a couple months. They bring me into to, to skate with the team. You know, I'm skating with Yager all of a sudden <laughs> I go on a road trip. I actually came to Philly for uh, one of their games. I traveled to Philly and um, that's another story, you know, just sitting in the, in the meal room with Yager, me and Yager by ourselves in uh, in the meal room.
0: Oh so, God. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a, it was a wild ride. And, and, you know, next thing you know, and, it's, and then I go down to Hartford for a week to practice with them and, you know, waiting to negotiate a contract with New York. And at this point, like, you know, I've sat out six months or whatever it was, um, you know, you know, so close to free agency at 22 years old, which is unheard of. Right. So, um, you know, we couldn't neg- uh, come to an agreement with the Rangers. They wanted me to play on a PTO and what they really wanted was they wanted the compensation second round pick. If it ah. is. That's kind of what they traded for, right? They didn't really trade to sign me. They traded to get that pick. So um, I, I I didn't sign with them. I didn't take the PTO. And um, my agents were pretty certain on July, uh, June 1st that I was going to have some teams ready. And, and sure enough, Philly and Toronto were two of the teams that were aggressive on that first day. And, you know, I came in. It was kind of weird because I, I did like a recruiting visit. I went to Toronto, met with Ferguson, and I came to um, Philly. You know, I met with uh, Holmgren, picked me up, met with Clark, sat down with Hitch in his office, and and then made my decision right then and, and chose Philly.
4: Yeah, great oh, decision, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I was say it worked <laughs> I think, out well. Yeah, um, sure. yeah, it all worked out. It's crazy; people don't understand like how effed up it can get with with, with things like that. I appreciate you walking us through that because it's. It is tough, especially when you're you're still young. It's not like you're 18, but you're yeah. still a young kid, and yeah, you know you're trying to. You, you made the right decision. It sounded like you were you're advised well too by the yeah, guys really were in charge of.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it was hard because, like you know, obviously you don't want to start out that way, and then, and then you start getting your character attacked by Vancouver, and then you sit out the year, and people start saying, "Well, you know, you might you probably ruined your career, right? Like, you know, you, who's this kid not signing a contract? Who do you think he is?" um you know you sat out a whole year and you know, how are you gonna how are you gonna recover it just you know people saying like you know what a bad decision was and and i, I just didn't believe that i, I like i said my family we stuck to our values of, of what we thought was right and that's kind of what it was it's just what we felt was right yeah. and um we took a gamble and and you know basically just kind of bet on myself and and you know things happen for a reason
4: yeah. yeah for sure and then you know we we you, they were right, yeah, <laughs> yeah right? with the with the, yeah. with the lockout, and um, what what a year that was, uh, RJ. You were you know rookie, scored Christ, I think you scored twenty one goals that year, forty four helpers as a. I don't care if you're twenty two, you're still a rookie playing with men now, and, and was that what the, a, best, the, the best league, league the year, there or, was the world, at that point in time right. because right. everyone had their prospects, you know, with with the American League team, and it was just we've talked about this a lot. We've had guys on before, but it was one of the best years I ever had. I mean, it was, it was so much fun with you guys.
1: Yeah. That, that year was a blast. I mean, and you're right. It was the best, best AHL you probably ever was. I mean, the amount of NHL guys that were down and that was another thing that my, my agents kind of predicted too about that. So um, we knew I was going to be in good hands and, the Philly team was just so much fun. I think what did we go on a run of like twenty some games? Yeah, the, it was, yeah, it was crazy.
4: crazy. I can't believe that got broken. Norfolk I got ended got up sh- breaking shattered. That. You, really did yeah,
1: yeah, That's I can't crazy, believe yeah. it got broken. But I mean, I mean, it was just stupid. Like we were, we were so good, and the guys were awesome, and we had a, a good time hanging out together. And um, you know, anytime you, you win a championship your first year, it's like, all right, this is great. You know, like. <laughs> Here we Is are. It, it's
4: easy. Nice bounce <laughs> Not back that here. it was easy, yeah, right?
1: but yeah, yeah. yeah no. And, and, and it was so cool in Philly, too, because like we were the main event, you know, for yeah. hockey. And, you know, and, and it's, you know, 17,000 fans in the final game. And, you know, we're going wild and we're celebrating, you know, in the locker room. Like this, this was amazing. And um, it was such a fun, memorable year with a lot of guys that end up playing, you know, a few years with. So it was, it was a yeah. good time. Yeah. yeah
4: it, it, was. it was to me that team, like, you know, you had a lot of good players, a lot of guys with points, but no selfishness on that team at all. Yeah. I felt like well, a
2: lot of guys that hadn't played NHL games yet. Yeah. You know, went on to play games. As and you then were talking the following
4: year, it. I mean, yeah, even yourself, you, you started the, I think eight games you played with the Phantoms that following year. And then you were gone. See, you had no more American League for you the rest of your career. But, uh, um, and then you end up scoring 20. 20 goals in 70, I think 72, 73 games with a Flyers. So, I mean, you're obviously meant to, to be playing there, but that's pretty, it's pretty damn impressive.
1: Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, a good, good group of guys, like you said, um, good veterans, guys like Sim and Slaney. Slaney was, you know, such a good leader. And, you know, these guys, like you said, there was no selfishness. Um, you know, we brought in Richards and, and Carter right there at the end. And it was, you know, it was like, we didn't miss a beat. Like Everybody just loved having them there. and um, you know, they stepped right into top top minutes, you know, and and, and guys just went with it and, and we were we were just a, a good cohesive group. And you know, Steven, you know, Coach Stevens too. I mean, you, you gotta talk about Johnny, like he, yeah. he was mm-hmm. a good coach, a like good coach for young guys, in my opinion. Um, so you know, for him to be able to manage all these different different uh talents and you know, guys that had success at different levels, um, you know, so I think that says a lot for him and You know why he's had success at every level as a coach too so it was just a a good combination of 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 guys so
2: yeah i agree with that i mean it probably was arguably one of the best teams i've been on as far as like uh individual character teams you know team bonding just guys good chemistry right everyone kind of knew their role and i don't think we had anybody in like top 20 and scoring, it was like we scored by committee, right? It yeah, was, yeah every, just, everyone's continue, spread contributing, out, spread out. Even. Um, it just hard to play against. We're just like, yeah, it was just like you think of a team, you know, you think of like a good team, like that was just like a solid team the, all around, like you, you, on the ice, off the ice. Yeah, you know, just
1: you're like, right, though. Like, I, I definitely would not have been one that been one to be on another team playing against us with a cow. <laughs> yeah, we had, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just ridiculous who we, we had, you know, yourself and and Friggy and. And Gratton, I mean, like it was just, it was crazy. Yeah,
4: yeah that that uh, you, we could get you on the scoreboard, and then we could get you, you know, <laughs> on the ice, the gloves on the ice there. But yeah, uh, it was just a great mix and a great year, man. God, I remember that. What was the game? Was it was against, was it against Scranton where you your line? He just started rolling, you guys. It, Gratt it scored. Yeah, yeah. Was it the first round? Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was, was just like that said so much the about the team. We were yeah, losing right, yeah. five one. And I remember Johnny throwing these guys out there and a few big hits. Next thing you know, there's a goal. There's yeah, that's a, there's weird, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was just by committee. Every, yeah. Everyone was on the same page. And everyone was so excited when, you're, when your guys did that. Like, because like, that's what a team does, like you said. It, it was awesome. It was a great yeah.
1: And we had such good goaltending. Nitty was so yeah. good. and this was the you know best person i've ever seen in hockey so i mean you have a guy like that in your locker room it was just kept everybody calm and and laughing it it was just such a unique group that you know it's hard to 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 get that kind of assembled group again yeah
2: yeah that's the truth yeah yeah you you could play hockey for years and years and years and never have a you know be on a team like that you know never experience something like that which is something special for sure so then moving on, uh, you know, you obviously became a full-time NHL player after that, a uh, couple years with the Flyers, and then moving on to Columbus. So they Talk about, like, that transition of just, like, you know, you had a solid first year in the NHL, and you can move on to scoring, I think, five years in a row, over 20 goals uh, in a row there a year. Uh, just, just establishing yourself, how the confidence kind of continues to grow. Talk about, like, your progression as a pro.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I got into that. Like you said, about 10 games into that uh, rookie year, I got up to the big club and um, just kind of didn't look back there. I think, um, you know, Hitch was a good coach for me. He kind of, you know, I, I think he, he appreciated the honest way I played the game. I appreciated him as a coach. Um, he was tough on us, tough on Cards, Richie, me. But, you know, I look back on it and, you know, I'm very thankful for, for you know, what he did to for us. Um, you know, he didn't allow us to cheat the game. You know, and you know, especially me. Like he, he demanded that I play it harder, um, and it, it was a transition for me because I was used to kind of playing more a skill game growing up, and 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 even into college. So when I when I came to Philly, you know, I transitioned to more of like in the corners, along the boards, in front of the net, and that kind of stuff. And and slowly as my career went on, it you know I got better at that. So um, I'm thankful for for him doing that for me. And you know, the 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 first year, you know, it's. It it went well, you know, I think uh, I got on the line late there in the year with, with Jeff and uh, I think it was Nico and, you know, we, we did well. And I remember us being in the office almost every day with, uh, with, with Hitch because, you know, he, he wasn't crazy about having these young guys as his second line, you know. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> but we did good, you know, we like you said, 20 goals and Kartsy and had a great year, too. And um you know, gained a lot of confidence after that first year, and had had a decent playoff run for us. We lost in the first round, but um, you know, it was just a good experience overall. Seeing guys like Forsberg and Gagne and and just playing and Forsberg wasn't there yet, but um, just you know, seeing this and, and learning at this level, it was it was it was great. And then you know, as as the expectations for the second year was was a huge. Unfortunately, I came off that bad concussion. That I had in the playoffs i think everybody remembers that hit and
4: oh campbell you know,
1: that, yeah yeah that, that 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 changed me for a little while it's um i was i was not right i wasn't the same uh person over the summer my i wasn't i didn't feel well i you know i was tried i went to the the world champions championships there for um right at the end of the season and i had to leave i just i felt so bad and i was trying to play with you know just do things with that head injury and you know, I think back then we didn't we didn't know about the history that we know now and, and you know the stigma was different so you know I tried to, to get through the summer and I couldn't train and I just wasn't myself and about the time I did start feeling healthy it was you know right before camp and I know I came into camp probably about the, the worst shape that I've been for any any training camp and um, just got off to a terrible start I think I was a little gun shy out there and you know I think it didn't help that our team struggled mightily that second year and you know, we end up being the worst team in the league. And, you know, it was probably it was my worst season by far. Well, one of my worst seasons. And um, you start to start, you know, questioning yourself, you know, what's going on here? And, you know, it, it was the first year of fluke and, and whatnot. And and so you quickly wanted to put the second year behind. And uh, I think as an organization, they did too. And thankfully, you know, Philly still believed in, in me and in the other young guys. And uh, kept us there and, and gave us another chance for that third year. And I remember, um, you know, when that year ended, I said, I'm never, never coming into camp the way I felt like that ever again. So uh, what I actually did was, uh, you know, I, my cousin who, who worked with me, my pretty much my entire life in training, I, I, I said, Hey, come out and live with me for the summer. And he quit his insurance job and, and, um, we, we built a gym in the basement and we just attacked it like every day, two times a day and just uh, really trained hard and, and I went into camp that year feeling very confident. I felt faster on the ice and, and, and end up having, you know, a, a third year that really, you know, transitioned my career to a different level. Um, you know, it was, it was a funny year. Like there was, there was some ups and downs and, you know, we had some losing streaks. I remember 10, one time we lost 10 games in a row, Yeah, yeah. but you know, like as a group, we ended up going to, you know, the semis there, uh, and it was just—it was again another fun year for me personally. You know, it was a, it was a weird year. Like I, I felt, you know, better than ever. Um, you know, I put up, you know, a lot of points and everything, but I couldn't score goals. It was weird. Like I was, I was hitting posts, and and just my shooting percentage was god awful. And it was just like, what's going on here? You know. But um, it's just one of those things. And and we had that playoff run, and and I had a you know a ten game strand in the playoffs where everything just came together and, and, um, you know, like I said, it changed the, the course of my my career.
4: Yeah. They, they, they had signs up in Montreal. They were looking, they did not want you stepping <laughs> anywhere near, <laughs> that. uh, Montreal, uh, eight goals in five games. I just remember Yeah. anything. I mean, you were just, you were feeling it, man. It must've looked like a soccer net to you when you were shooting and you know, it was Carey Price and that, Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. not forget, but, uh, boy were you on fire wow eight goals five games man yeah
1: yeah that was uh, one of the high points of my career for sure it was just uh you know you get in that zone and it's that uh elite guys can get in that zone more than anybody else right and so just to feel it you know at one moment it was it was something else you coming to the ring just the confidence that you had knowing that you were gonna play play well and and let's not forget like the whole team was playing well it was yeah. easy to go well when the team is playing at that level and you know you're you're just the energy that we had in the you know playing in Montreal with that the fans and like oh. it mean, was awesome and then going home to our crowd it was it was such a fun stretch of five games and there's nothing better than, than making that crowd in Montreal just uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah
4: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> jumping up into the glass and like you know yeah it's just those were some of the the memories It was probably one you know the best stretch of uh, five six game stretch that I ever had in my career. Yeah, no that doubt.
2: Awesome. I was gonna ask you, RJ. You know, I I remember playing with you, and you, you know, I was talking to before you hopped on, just about like I always remember you being like a pro- progressive guy as far as like training. I remember you had the tent, you know, the uh, the high altitude tent in your house, and you know, a few other things. Was that that year you talked about when you hired your your cousin as your trainer? Were you already into that kind of stuff, or was that just like part and parcel of you know you like making the decision to kind of elevate your game through training?
1: I think I've always been uh, a guy off the ice that took it pretty seriously. Um, you know, from from he he took me under his wings late high school, and then okay. I think U.S. program, right? Like they train you, they like, pretty seriously. We we're boxing, whatever. So like, I kind of just got the grasp of this training thing pretty early. And in college, it's similar, right? Like it was a lot of like probably back then a lot of football training, like we yeah. were just heavy and hard and a lot, right? So um but i think that year it just switched to a whole new level I was i was willing to do whatever it took to not have another year like i did um you know i wanted to have a long career in the nhl and i remember going to, to uh jimmy McCross in that year i was like hey like you guys i heard you guys had that auction tent you know like hey can i use it yeah. and so he, he let me borrow and i set it up in one of our spare bedrooms and you know, for that year, I slept in a different bedroom than my wife uh, every night of the uh, the season, and um, just was looking for you know any way to just be a little bit better, a little bit you know, and like my oxygen, like was my CO uh, VO two was always one of my weaker things in my in my career. Um, just naturally, like I think I suffered from a hereditary bad VO two, and so I was always a challenge for me to to try to improve that more and more every year, and. And uh, I ended up buying like a personal one later on in my career, where I, I was it would just go over my head while I was sleeping in, in in my bed. So I always got a lot of a lot of a lot of you know ball busting for it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know?
0: helmet on.
2: <laughs> the life's end. Yeah.
1: I feel like it works,
2: so. Hey, what's the wife saying? Turn it over
0: at you. <laughs>
4: <I'm> <laughs> the it, you oh, hey! <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, on my VO two here, babe. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> yeah. get twenty again. Uh, oh, that's great, man. Uh, yeah. Right. So you end up back. You you're, you end up going to Columbus, and like Riley said, he, he had four straight years of twenty plus goals. Um, and Hitch, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> RJ, (laughs) play the right way. Um, Yeah, you probably heard that once or twice, right? Yeah. My favorite one was he said to Uppy that day when he was coaching St. Louis and they were in town, Uppy, and he was like, he told Up, he's not you're not in the lineup tonight, and Uppy's uh, Up, like, "Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing." And he's like, "You're playing the game sideways." And he goes, "What the <laughs> fuck does that mean, Hitch?" What does that mean? <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> he goes, uh, "I'm in," and he's like, "Okay, then." <laughs> and he, he let him stay, he did stay in the lineup. He played against us that night. But anyway, uh, I, Hitch was good to me. I enjoyed. Yeah, it. I he liked you too. Yeah, he liked Ross yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. but I got um, along with him. Anyway, you end up there in Columbus, and man, you you lit it up. You know, you had a great great uh, career while you were there.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was a great change of scenery for me. Um, you know, finishing up that playoffs in Philly, and you know, obviously, um, you know, I had a, a good playoff. So my contract was up, and you know, with salary cap issues, and and you know, we had contracts for Jeff and, and, and Richie, and and just different things like that. I knew there was a chance that I was probably going to get moved, and um, you know, I wanted to stay, I wanted to keep building off what we what we had, but, um, you know, I, I knew the way the business worked and, you know, I got on a draft day, I was actually heading down to uh vacation down Hilton Head and, you know, I got the calls with some friends and uh, got the call from Hitch that actually they just traded for me and you know, so it was the first uh, first wind of that. And it was just, uh, you know, trying to deal with it. My first thoughts were, you know, I can't believe I'm going to Columbus. Uh, you know, I just left there from Ohio State, like, yeah. you know, so many other places. And and then talking with the hitch a little bit more and, and then starting to talk to people back in Columbus. I got really excited about it and went there for a visit and, you know, talked to Nash and, and, and different guys and um, was excited about what they were trying to do there because, you know, obviously a team that hadn't been in the playoffs much or, or at all. And um, I was excited to be a big part of that. And, you know, talking to Hitch, that was the plan. And Scott Housen, they, they wanted me to be a big, big part of it. And, and so I went there with some confidence and excitement. And, and, you know, that first year, I remember getting off to a terrible start. Uh, you know, probably – eight, 10 games without a goal or anything, and I just remember talking to Hitch like, "What what am I gonna do?" You know, and so he helped me through that and and turned it around and had a had a really good first year there and um, just loved being in this in this community, this area, being a Ohio State guy and a a Blue Jacket. It just um, just felt right from the get go. It was it was great having a group of friends with the Ohio State guys that I could get away from the ring sometimes when we had a bad game and and talk to them. Um, Met some amazing neighbors um my kids started were, were born that first year when i got traded here um we in august we just were pregnant with the first uh, my wife was pregnant with the first child and so you know this transition to columbus was just a whole different life for me right like it was a, a, a new beginning of you know having kids and um i was very thankful for it um again lucky that i was close to pittsburgh where my family could come up all the time it's it's pretty wild i played my whole career and within like a four or five hour driving range. Yeah. <laughs> like who does that, right? Like, yeah, um, that's true. And like, you know, halfway across the country or whatever, but,
4: yeah.
1: um, so yeah, you know, we, we had a, that first year in Columbus was, um, you know, some, some, a good season for us. Mace came on, um, yeah, that's right. early on that year. he was, it was probably one of some of the best goaltending I've ever seen in my life. He was, he was unbelievable, um, and made the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. And, and and I remember how exciting that was and and we played against Detroit, who I think they ended up losing the semis that year. Um, they end up winning the next year, but we, we just weren't weren't anywhere close to them. We they, they swept us in four and you know, we realized that we had a lot of work to do. And so, you know, over the next few years, I, I don't think we we kind of got to where we wanted to and, and we had some turbulence years. Hitch got fired and and whatnot, but um, those years in Columbus definitely changed uh, my career.
4: Yeah. Do you uh, do you happen to know who scored the first playoff goal in uh, his- in Columbus's history?
1: Yeah, yeah. Do so, you know who assisted it? I don't. Jakey. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he didn't. No Jakey to you, eh? So, yeah, so Jakey and I played a lot together that first year. He was a rookie, and uh, it was uh, Jake uh, Broussard and, and me, and we were pretty oh, good yeah, to the line. That's right. yeah, yeah, that's a, was- a good line. We had, look, we had fun. Uh, so yeah, Jake went hard on the four check and uh, turned one over and just centered it to me in front and uh, did like a no look backwards uh, through the five hole. And yeah, that was the first. That's a good trivia question.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. baller, our, our boy baller knew it. He he's the one that yeah. came up. But I can't take credit for it. That was yeah. baller. Um, yeah, that's that's great. I I do remember. Look, I looked at the rosters from the teams when you were there, and I, I Jakey and, yeah. and Brass too. Um, that, that's what a cool. Guy. Well, it was yeah. J- was Jake a handful his rookie year, just like he oh, was? To, yeah,
1: to <laughs> I mean, major handful. i mean, yeah, coming over from from you know being a Czech guy coming over, just like no clue about when to go to sleep and you know rest and stuff. I mean, he was he was just uh, typical Jake, right? But I mean, yeah. same Jake, where it's just like everybody loved having him, right? Like he's a, such yeah. a great locker room guy, like. You give them crap. they like, what are you doing, Jake? Like, you can't be doing that. Like, get to bed and, you know, get some sleep. Like, we're, we're traveling. Like, you can't be playing the next game when you haven't gone to bed yet. Like,
2: Yeah. I've seen that. I've like, seen that.
4: You do need but, to sleep. I mean,
1: he was just such a beauty and such a good guy. And, you know, like, you got Commodore in that locker room. I was going to
4: say, and, call me. Yeah.
1: You know, another great team guy that we just all loved having. And, you know, Rafi Torres and. Um, I mean, Pekka was on that team, and
2: that's right, obviously,
1: Nash and Jason Chimera. Like, these are oh, just yeah. guys that were just guys you loved hanging around with. So, it was that was a fun year, like that first
4: year in Columbus. Yeah, I remember Kami telling us something about Jake with his M&Ms or something. Fuck, I can't oh, remember yeah. exactly how it went, but yeah, Jake, but that, yeah, that's awesome, man. That's you, you named some guys that played a long time in the league, man, that uh had some serious experience, must have been fun.
2: I mean, you almost te- teed it up for us here. You're in Columbus. You just mentioned Kami. Uh, what's what's the vibe like in Columbus right now? What's 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 happening there? Obviously, it's you know, the smoke is cleared a little bit, but from your perspective,
1: yeah, what a week! Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a week here it's been in Columbus. Um, typically, this time of the year, it's uh, Columbus is kind of out of the headlines. You know, um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's been a little. It's been crazy. Um, you know, I, I personally kind of, I'm not in the mix, right? right? Like I, I don't bother any of the players about this that are there. You know, I see them at the ranks and, you know, and a lot of us, a lot of them have kids that are, you know, playing with my kids, right? Like Dorset and Bowl that they coach. And, you know, I see Nasher and I see some of the guys that play here. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I you know, Boone, you know, it's. I don't want to bother them about it, so you no, know, I stay out of it. I'm just like an any other person here, watching it in the headlines and seeing it involved. But <laughs> fortunate, I think there was mixed emotions from talking to different people um, when they hired them in the first place. You know, I think right, some, yeah. some fans, some parents were were excited about it. Some were questioning it, whether it's the right move or not. Um, so I think it was it was interesting to see how the year was going to play out with them. You know, my prediction was I thought. It, it would have probably went well in the beginning and you know, maybe his techniques and tactics with such a young team might've fizzled, you know, but I was yeah. anxious to watch and see, see what happened. And, and, you know, I never predicted this, um, <laughs> Not obviously way. all of Kami, what he says and some of the other stories of friends and, 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 Marner and all those things. So, um, you know, I've known about it, but I never predicted anything like this happening here. And, and, you know, honestly, like, it's it's disappointing, you know. And I, I people ask me all the time if, if I thought it was true and all this, you know, before like the he he stepped down, and I said, you know, the players don't just say things. Like yeah. NHL guys are stand-up guys; they don't just start things and they say things for vendettas and and whatever. Like if, if people are saying this, like if spit and Chicklets are coming out saying this, like those guys got reason. Like people were discrediting them and taking shots at them, and you know, I couldn't believe it. Like. I told everybody, I was like, if if the players are saying this, like you got to listen, like players don't just make up this stuff. Guys like HL guys are honest, hardworking, truthful guys. Like there's something to it.
4: Definitely.
2: Yeah. I agree with that fully. Yeah. You're not going to just make shit up, even if you don't like the guy, but like to make a story like that up and for it to burn the way it did, like uh, there has to be some truth in it. Yeah.
4: I I was, we talked about this before RJ, like when he did get hired, I'm just like, you're almost waiting. For something. But I was... I agree with you. I was like, it's probably going to start out okay. And then, if they're losing, he can't handle that. Like, shit's going to start going awry. So... But it didn't get that... (laughs) It did (laughs) make it that far. It didn't get a game in. It's unfortunate
2: it had to go that way.
4: And
1: we got to share with... In today's... Sorry. In today's today's life, you know, with mental health and everything, it's just, like, such an important thing. And, you know, I it just... To, to have a person in that kind of power, you know, playing any type of games with with his, his players, it's just so disappointing. And, you know, he, he's a great hockey man, too. That's the sad part about it. Like, he, yeah. you know, he's a guy that that could be great for the game, you know, if he did things the right way. And um, I just think for with mental health and, and everything and from every age, it's just uh, it doesn't matter if you're an adult or not. It's just such an important thing. It's something to take serious.
2: Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what I was going to say. Nasty and I were talking before. It's like, you know, we're past that era of that type of coaching anyways, right? The fear-based coaching, you know, the demeaning, the dictatorship type of stuff. Like, there's several. I mean, there's got to be 20, 30 coaches available that could have easily snuck in that job. You know what I mean? It's just like you wonder, like, when do you let go of that old guard and move on to like these more like real coaches like communicators you know that empower you' not just like piss on you and stuff like that so i i always question the hiring just like you mentioned there too but um yeah it's unfortunate it ever had to go this way no one could have anticipated that this
4: would have ever happen just yeah. crossing that line in just different ways i guess right exactly and and there's like, Chief, like, we know what kind of a coach he is. He's hard, He's hard, but he just wants you to play hard. He expects it, but yeah. he gives you the respect. He's not doing any yeah, – he may get on you and you may get pissed yeah, off about but it. There's different. nothing wrong with yeah. that. But, the, it's, like you said, it, it's a great point by you with the, with the mental aspect yeah. of it. Why do you want an 18-year-old kid if he makes your team coming in? And that's in the back of his head every day. You want this kid to, like, yeah, learn to how to be thrive. a pro, become a pro, play hockey at his highest level. And I don't know. I just – I mean, he – to just to have the balls to do that when there's all this, these eyes on you anyway, from the way you've been, you know, portrayed, right. which is obviously true. Um, it just doesn't seem like a very smart move, but it didn't yeah.
1: last. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, this isn't, this is different than being a hard coach, right? Like yeah, exactly. This is, totally. And this isn't cancel culture or anything like that. This is different. Like, this isn't a coach that's like, Hey, you got off the ice and you played this poor. like, Hey, you need to get that puck in. And he's yelling, and he sits you for, you know, the rest of the period. Like, right. Like, or you know brings you in and does video and and shows you what you did wrong and and tells you you're not playing next game like th- this isn't this isn't that this is this is personal this is going yeah. through um, you know personal's life you know Kami said it best you know what if this person that was gay or something or yeah what what if there is you know secrets in this person's life that he's just not ready to to share yet and 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 they're exposed and and then now this person can use it against them like it's just yeah. it's so it's just wrong on so many levels and. You know it's very unfortunate that uh, this has even happened in our sport. Yeah. Um, I think our sport needs more good stories and it needs more. Um, just it's it is such a good sport and there's such good people in this thing in this sport that I think it just to have this be the the focus point for the last week or so leading up to a new season It's just so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, for
2: yeah sure. I couldn't say any better myself. Yeah, that's it we need better we, we deserve better demand better right it's the only way to to make the sport better and improve yeah. mental health right because it's yeah it's a hard game but like as you said this is two separate things hard coaching and completely blatant violation of privacy is yeah. you know and, and sure. respect is, is a completely different thing so i think that's something we could definitely fix yeah find solutions for for sure so
4: i uh I gotta ask you this, Cheesy. Um, I'm not sure. I should probably know this more than you, since I I still live here. Is there still a burger named after you over <laughs> in Philly? What was the name of that place? I used to go there all the time on South Street. They it, them- it was
1: uh, Copa Copa Copa-Cabana. Copa, uh, yeah, Copa, right. banana. Yeah. Copa yeah, banana. it was Phantom Burger. Yeah, because it was the named yeah, right after that. we won the, uh, the Calder Cup. Yeah, yeah I don't right. I was there anymore? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I haven't been there probably since. We played that year. I don't go down to South Street yeah. anymore, but uh, I thought that was great when they named the, the burger after you. Of course, you would. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you have to. I'm you surprised to. they don't have that in Columbus somewhere. They
1: should. Yeah, they should. But the, name sure. just, the name, yeah, the you name, know,
4: perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, got to ask you. We were kind of talking about coaches. Who, who, who would you say was your favorite coach uh, growing up, or or in pro anything?
1: Yeah, I, I think in pro it was Hitchcock, um, you know, and I, it goes again to what you, you said earlier, um, Riles about just the, the honestness. honesty. Um, you know, he he told me how how he expected it, and you know, he was honest with me. And then if I went out and and I was I worked hard and I did those things that he wanted to see, he was he was he played me, and he, he was an honest with me, you know back. So um, I think it's everything you wanted. For me personally, with the coach, there was no guessing, there was no head games. Um, I told I said earlier how he he you know molded me into the player that I needed to be to be successful at that level. But I appreciated the fact that there were no head games. Yeah, there, it right. was he 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 was very honest with you. Sometimes it was hard to hear, sometimes it wasn't. But in the end, if you worked hard, he treated you the right way, you know. And then and the other beautiful thing about Hitch was too. And you've heard it a million times, guys, you know, saying shit to him on the bench and calling him an asshole and everything. And you could have those back and forth with Hitch, And, and, you know, he understood the frustration that players went through in the heat of the moment. And just like, you know, nothing with hitch ever carried on. Like if something happened, like you dealt with it right there. And then the next morning you move on and it's a fresh, clean slate, right? Like he doesn't even remember anything from the night before <laughs> wait, we got into, you know, you know, he, he doesn't even remember. Like it's let's go, move forward, right? So I appreciated that because you know I, I dealt with some coaches later in my career that just a lot of head games, right? A lot of mental things, and you know it just it, it's hard to play for. And as for young guys, I don't know how any of the young guys do it. So, yeah. but I know Hitch has been hard on young guys before, Um, but I think um I think he's always been fair. So you know, like I said, I think there's a difference between mental games and and being fair. Yeah. Uh, so
2: yeah i agree with that fully all all a player wants to know where he lies you know even if it's hard to to hear but like the, there's nothing worse than than mind games and not knowing where you stand you know i mean showing up at the rink and you have no clue you know that's that is the worst that's that's really you talk about mental health like you're really it's beyond coaching it's just like fucking with guys now um and, and the way guys communicate now I, I think there's no excuse for that anymore i think that old way it was kind of like the old way but guys are such good communicators now, coaches, you know, this there, I think being transparent with the guys is is expected, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. just let the guys know and, and then, you know, let it play out.
1: Just let the guys, fun. Yeah. if you're in the lineup, tell us why. Yeah. And then give us the opportunity to go out there and, and work on those things and prove, it, you know, wrong. But if we don't know and it's guessing games and you don't know if you're going to be in the lineup this game or not and not willing to talk to you and, i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: exactly the worst.
1: You, you know nazi how my the end of my career went like it was a little bit of that for me and um it, it was tough tough to come to the rink every day like it's not fun it's not fun coming to the rink when you have no idea what's going on and
4: you know, all it's... right yeah i i remember like cheesy was one of my favorite guys and uh we were always shooting the shit and yeah, you know, he—he's your back. I mean, you—you you had injuries going. You were fighting, and you were playing, and you were working your butt off. And and uh, I remember you went—you went you had a bit of a goalless streak, and then. Yeah. I remember before one of the games, I was like, fuck, let's go, man. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just get him going. And, and he's probably like, shut <laughs> up, Nast. But, yeah, he was good about it. Yeah, okay, okay. And he ends up getting – he got the G-dub the one night. So I used to laugh because RJ would say some of those fuck, fucked up shit to me. And I would just laugh. Shit I won't even say. Like, just because he was, he was kidding around. But I remember he comes in, and I was fired up because he scored the G-dub. Yeah. I'm fucking hot. Give him a hug, high five. Coming to room, got the music on, and I was like, "See, man." And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I just got the G Dub. I probably want to be in a lineup tomorrow night." And I'm like, Dude. <laughs> "I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Let's can we enjoy this for one minute?" <laughs> like, and it, we, but he would say, you know, he was yeah, being well, sarcastic, yeah, exactly. but it was just it was so funny. He Used yeah, to make funny. me laugh. The shit he would say to me. But yeah,
1: like- sometimes I was a little bit ass on some of the <laughs> stupid things like that. But, you know, it was just a rocky year for me. It was I was going through so much like physically, um, you know, like I, if I could go back, I would handle it so much of it differently. You know, it started at the end of my, my last year in Columbus. I remember somewhere around Christmas time, I just started having this dull pain and just like not feeling right. And my back just got worse and worse. And and, and like, I went through a stretch of three or four years where I didn't miss a game here in Columbus. And like, I had that mental fight in me that like, I can't sit out. I can't tell them something's wrong. I got to play through everything. And, and I tried to, and, and, I, and I remember getting to the point where my game started to struggle and, you know, I'm playing with also a bad hand and, you know, I ended up getting healthy scratched in Columbus and it was just like, uh, you know, what's going on here? Like, I need to start telling people how I feel and, you know at the end of that year in columbus we we never really looked into it they didn't really take my back injury serious they did a quick scan and everything looked fine but there was something going on and and again i, I went into that that season i tr- started training and i just couldn't train right like i i, I am trying to get through this every day and i was so painful and then and i, I knew that at that point that i was probably going to get moved from columbus so I was in a, in a tough situation. It's like you know, do I I got to be more open and honest about how I feel, or if I if I do, I'm, I'm probably not going to get moved, you know, and I'm probably going to be in a situation here in, in Columbus that's you know, it's going to be rocky, and you know, and I found out quickly that that Philly that Philly traded for me, and and you know, I feel bad about the way that all went down because I probably wasn't as honest with them about how I felt, you know, the the health of that I was in, and. I, I think honestly, I thought that I was gonna get better. I thought that it was gonna eventually go away. And I think right before training camp, it like got worse. And I and I remember sitting in there like, I don't know how I'm gonna tie my skates. Like I looked down and and I'm like, I, I was telling Vinnie is like, I, I can't tie my skates. Like I can't. I'm in so much pain. And I just pushed through. And and I was every day coming to the rink was was such a a chore because I knew the the physical pain that I was gonna go through and you know just the grind like okay mentally i got to get through this practice and and it shouldn't have been that way practices should have been fun especially when when you know chief was the coach our practices were were 50 to an hour just snapping a puck around guys having a good old time and and i'm sitting there like oh i got to get through this you know <laughs> yeah. so um and then i ended up having that surgery i mean obviously didn't have a good year i got that surgery and and um you know i kind of went back to that uh a thing. I came to Columbus and I was like, all right, what can I do to, to, to get better? Right. So I hired a private uh, skating coach and, you know, first time in my entire pro career, I'm working on my skating and just, you know, hammered it every day. We're going on the ice for an hour and, and whatnot. And um, I'm a guy in the off season. I typically would get away from the rink. I would do everything kind of like off the rink, you know? So here I am on the ice and everything. And I came into that training camp and I remember guys saying like, man, you haven't skated this fast and, and, and whatnot. And, and i felt pretty good you know about it and um the hip was responding because it ended up being my hip was causing me all these problems right with my back um and uh, i got off to a good start like physically and um you know I, I remember blocking a shot in winnipeg with my foot and breaking my foot and missed a month of hockey and and at that point um that's kind of where it all snowballed for me because because like you said i was in that gold drought right like and it became mm-hmm. mental and being in Philly, like, you know, people are going to let you know about it. Like, yeah. I, think I ended the year with, like, probably 20-some games, right? And then now I'm starting the year with, like, I'm playing really well, but I'm not scoring. And it's like, all right, how many games is this going to get to before you score? And then, you know, then I missed a month, and it was just like, I just couldn't get right. And then, um, unfortunately, then my, you know, the the hip and back actually started to uh, started to hurt a little bit again. And I started not as bad, but still wasn't right. And um, you know, then I got to the point where you know, with with Haxtell, he just he wasn't going to play me anymore. Um, and I finally scored two, and I was starting to feel some confidence and thinking like, okay, I can maybe turn this around here this season. And yeah, you know, and and the team was doing well. Like the guy, the guys were were playing, responding. So you know, putting me in the lineup just didn't make as much sense. And you know, but I think as a as an athlete and the competitive person that I was, it's just hard understanding that. Yeah. You know, Vinny was going through things at that that time too. And,
4: yeah.
1: you know, I think it's hard to deal with it when mentally you feel like you can you, you can play still. And um, it's just, it was a tough time to come to the rink every day, for sure. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Yeah, when the wheels start falling off the carriage, it's, it's no fun, right? It's like, it really challenges the mental status. And like you, you're only as good as the, the physical vehicle, right? So,
1: Well, that's, that's it. Inevitable. Too. When you physically start falling apart, like, there's just nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah. Like,
4: a hard game man you're, you're yeah. a big body too and and you didn't play soft that's yeah, for sure yeah, it machines just
2: takes break down
4: where yeah. care man
2: <laughs> but yeah you got to accept it right it's like that competitive that whole competitive mindset is kind of like thrown out the door when you physically can't do it right it's like it's it's almost like you have to make some hard decisions right yeah and it's kind of what you get squeezed into so
1: yeah i think the disappointing part for me was i always felt like um the way I played the game and I could play in all different roles, I felt like I could have that last two to three extended part of the, of the career by being a fourth line guy or a third mm-hmm. line guy that penalty kills and plays, you know, eight to 10 minutes, you know, chips in, you know, five, 10 goals, right? Like, and just be there for the young guys and a mentor. Like I, I, I wanted that part of my career. Um, and I don't feel like I got it because I feel like it kind of abruptly came to an end because, you know, w- with all this going on, I still had a pretty hefty salary. So, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the trade for Hartnell for me, like, you know, so and there was a lot of contract left and, you know, Philly had no choice other than to buy me out. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to do those last couple of years where I felt like I could have just been a really good team guy for for the young guys, you know, and a good guy. Yeah. Like,
2: veteran guy so yeah yeah it's tough yeah I see I could see how how that went out for you for sure challenging for sure on the uh just just on yeah just how, how you envision your career playing out you kind of have your version of what it looks like and unfortunately sometimes it's not in your control but
1: yeah I think that's the thing you realize later on is that it, it ends like it ends abruptly for a lot of players, right? Yeah. You don't usually get to write your ending, you know. Unfortunately, father times undefeated, right? And yeah, once you know, your time. You know, what I'm thankful and I'm able to look back now is that one, I had the opportunity as long as I did, got a lot of experience, got to play a long career, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm fully healthy now. Like I, you know, I do everything that I want. Um, I don't wake up in pain. That's and, great. So that's that's, that's the best, that's the best part right now. Yeah. I think I wake too.
4: up in pain sometimes from <laughs> yeah, some of yeah. my nights on the road. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, don't think hurt
1: me. <laughs> I mean, there's different types of pain, right? Uh, yeah, right? No, I'm kidding. I, I can uh, carry the groceries out of my wife's car now. Yeah, yeah, right. There you <laughs> go. I that. not do that.
4: So, you know what? Real quick, uh, Cheesy, we were talking about some of your teammates. You named it Columbus. Funniest guy, you think, you ever you ever played with?
1: Ah, uh, Funniest guy. Ooh. Jakey's definitely up there. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Chamira is up there too. Oh, really? Chamira's a good him. guy, but he was also like he was a he would snap right, like he, he, would, <laughs> I heard he that. his face would get bright red and snap, and he would just make you laugh when you know he's like totally pissed off, and that's like <laughs> so funny about him, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, gosh, there's a bunch of.
4: There's always funny guys, but yeah. you're right. Like Jakey, like. I mean, he's hard to to match. Uh, route Ra- Michael Raffle's is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, he's yeah, right, Raffles, guys, really, really, fucking yeah. Raffy. But uh, oh, that's awesome, man, dude. We we appreciate your time so much. Cheesy's great catching up with you, man. Hopefully, I'll see you here in this kids' hockey run. Uh, we come back up there a couple times this year, so we will have to get yeah, together.
1: If you go out to uh, Columbus to play the Jackets. Uh, let me know. Come out and watch. Yeah, for catch sure. Up. For
4: sure,
2: yeah. brother. If you're ever in this neck of the woods too, let us know.
4: Yeah, some flyer alumni. Maybe alumni stuff, game, man. Coming yeah, year. Oh, so coming
1: come up. back for that. Yeah, I got get out there sometime for sure. Okay, yeah, that'd Sweet. be awesome, brother. Well, right. I appreciate you hopping on, B. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
2: Big thank you to our good friend, RJ Umberger. Big cheesy. Nice love that, reconnect. man. Yeah, nice to reconnect. It's been yeah, a while. For sure. Yeah, so wish him the best. Yep. His endeavors there in Columbus, and um, Hope,
4: yeah, hopefully I get to run into him when uh, Elvis's team we go back to Pitt, not oh too yeah. far away. Never know his team could be there, but uh, yeah, great catching up with him, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's that time Nast. Is that time? Oh, is it time for clear questions? Oh, it brought to is us it ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't block it. Blocked by Clear Rum, good friends. If you are in the state of Pennsylvania, Riles, use the code NASTY2023 mm-hmm. and receive 35% off oh, your man. order. That's an unbelievable deal. As you can see, I've kind of been drinking the... Uh, You've been staying hydrated. I've been staying hydrated. Uh, well, we you
2: got the cucumber left. Yeah, Where's all order, the pash? Got to order some pash? more.
4: Yeah, I need the purple pash. That's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's go with it, Baller. clear. I right, ready to rock. Let's go.
0: Anthony Giampolo wants to know, who would have a better chance surviving towards his camp, Nasty or Riles? Riggs, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Riley would be able to do it. I would just be pissed off. Yeah, I would just be complaining. You would it, just do legs, it. legs, the stiff legs. Oh, you're talking about there? the legs, too? Oh, oh, the legs. I definitely couldn't do it, but I just mean I would be pissed because I'm piss like, off. why are we out here skating like this with no pucks? What does this mean?
2: Yeah. What does this mean? This is not fun. It's called mental mental endurance, mental capacity. Yeah, what I could I could be the now? best.
4: I could be the most in shape athlete on that team, and because I'm no good, I still wouldn't play. Mm. So, it's good point. Okay, <laughs> so why do all that? Yeah, right, right. biskies. Yeah, right. At least yeah. let them skate up and down with a puck. Some of them need work. On just those. say I'm. As chief him. would say, <laughs> Eags, just leave your stick on the bench. You don't need it. No, just skate. So this <laughs> move. I used to say that to poor bit. Oh man! Anyway, All
0: right. Mark Ramos over on Twitter wants to know: Who are your breakout candidates for the Flyers this season? I'm going Tippy. Are um, you? Yeah, going, That's a great I call. I think actually. I think
2: he's just gonna. Yeah, him and uh, I think Farabee is gonna come back around. I know Tippy turned it on last year. Towards the end of last year, Farabee kind of maybe dipped a little bit, maybe. Uh, but I think he can find that that elevated game that he. Maybe the year before that he was really stepping into. Yeah,
4: the, I, I agree. Joel was also too. Remember, he came back up. very early. Yeah, and you know, it was harder for the young guys with torch too. So right. I think a lot of night, like they're trying to get used to. I don't know what you want to call it, but just his ways, I guess. Um, but I I agree with both guys you just said, and I'm going to throw Morgan Frost in there oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, he got a new deal and a little. Well, I don't want to say comfortable, but like okay, I'm here. I got the deal. Let's let's play. Yeah. And, um, and I, I thought he improved a lot last yeah. year. Anyway, and, and I, I think towards actually likes him and trusts him. It yeah. seemed to be. It that seemed way. like that towards the end of the, the year. more, yeah. yeah. So I, I like all three of those. Yeah. I, great yeah, I question. Agree with that. Yeah. Great sure. question.
0: One last one from Justin Giampetro over on Twitter. Assuming Hart is the starter, how should the Flyers go about the backup situation with Aarson,
4: Cal Peterson, and Felix Anstrom? Man, I you know that's a great question. That's what makes me wonder if something's gonna happen during camp. I mean, Felix. Well, all all four of them are NHL goalies. Uh, you know, Peterson makes what five million. Are you gonna? There's no way you send Ursan and and Felix down to the Phantoms, do you? Where they're splitting time. I just feel like something may happen. Yeah. They might keep three for a while and see how things uh, yeah. plays out. But like the three you keep, who is it? Because you want you want Samuel playing, you want Felix playing. Cal Peterson's an older, yeah. Obviously, a, he's been around. I don't want to say he's old, but I mean, it, it's a it's tricky the, thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's
2: tricky for sure. And you can go into it with your your, your vision and your in your version of it. But I think training camp is always you know kind of. We'll, well, we'll tell the tale. I think, yeah, yeah but I mean... I mean these guys the, shit the bed. It's you so have four.
4: You have four NHL quality goalies. Yeah, we obviously. Can't keep four, I think right? Carter's. Mm-hmm. I still think Carter's the best there. Yeah, well, I, don't I agree only with think that. he'll get two. He'll probably only play like two home games. I doubt they even make him play on the road. But these other guys, I guess, you just have to watch. Because, but then, yeah. what do you do? Like, can, now can Felix be sent down? That's what I thought. So he can't be sent down without being claimed. You don't want to lose him for nothing.
2: Yeah, they're in a they're in a dilemma. Uh, maybe it's of, a good thing, it, though
4: they, they you know, you've, well, you've a,
2: got yeah, it's a good problem to have. Right. Unfortunately a guy's gonna get sent out and or claimed off waivers probably, yeah. right? I mean, if that happens that way. It'll
4: be interesting to see. That's right. actually a really good question because
2: it's hard you, to say you've, without you've, seeing training camp though, because yeah. you know, generally the things shake themselves out pretty, pretty yeah. noticeably. I think, True. you know, guys that are clearly ready or you know, you know, earn your spot. Maybe guy that doesn't earn a spot, but And then things can quickly change after that. Guy shits the bed, and the other guy's playing well. Is seen that before, right? So, for sure, we will see. Good question. Great great question. Yeah. And that's a wrap, Nast.
4: That's it. One twenty six. Well, wonder where you'll disappear to now. Well, back to Burning Man. Men's League League Sunday. Don't forget. (laughs) Yes. Game Sunday.
2: Don't forget. All right, got you. You be there, right? You're saying it right now. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) We'll need you, bailing. <laughs> okay don't be giving away injury reports either like you normally do it's upper like, backs a little yeah, step yeah. what you yeah. can't do that i can't do anyway that. well that's a wrap until next week
2: for 127 appreciate you all listening subscribe check us out and we will see you next week stay safe knuckleheads see ya.